Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 50 of the Stream Bucket Podcast. 50, the 50th anniversary special. We are here. Woo-hoo! Oh my God, how far we've come. And it's almost, we just worked out, uh, a year since we actually, two years since we actually started. Almost two years since we started. Oh wow. my God. What an amazing story since then. We've been on the radio. We've made a horror movie. We've been to horror festivals. We've gone mental. Literally, the whole path of Holodale Media has happened since we've been on on air. I yeah. guess on air. But yeah, and we've uh, we've changed relatively recently. We're now strictly podcast only. Yep. No music. But independent, we can say what we wish. We'll yes. In legal terms. We could say that. Uh, radio sucks. Radios are dead. Radio, uh, Radio T- Gaga, more my Radio Blah Blah. TV killed the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Video. Video, the, video killed the radio. It is, yeah. We, we love radio, and really. That podcast, it's just really radio. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But yeah, so we've got 50 episodes of, of good... Good yeah, question. Yeah, well, I, I always try and make people uh, jump in later than the first episodes. Do you? I do because the improv I, I hate. I like the improv. I liked it, but there's sometimes it was bad. It forced us out of our comfort zone, though. It did force us out. That's of our comfort what. Zone. That's my only criticism about the show. Yeah. Is sometimes it's just a phoned in. Yeah. It's just us having a chat, which is fine, mm. but with the the dread of the improv, it always... Like, oh my god, we have to perform, we're going on stage! Yeah, absolutely, and I do, did quite like doing all the sound effects, um, all the booshes and booms. Yes, it was fun. Um, I must say, Adam, I know we're exchanging gifts later, but I've bought something for us. Uh, uh, just bear with me a moment. I thought he was going to hug me then. Uh, oh, Jesus God, Christ. he had his arms open and he stood up. He's going into the kitchen. He's opening the fridge. He's left the fridge open and gone elsewhere. He's gone back to the fridge with two glasses. Oh, he's... Oh, no. What have you got? He's looking at me. Hello! Welcome. Welcome to my wonderful restaurant. I hear that you've ordered the... Oh my god! I hear that you've ordered the pink lambrini. Oh god! Uh, Why? uh, (laughs) A hallmark of British tradition is the the pink lambrini. Why is it the liquid's not pink though? Why is it? Why is it pink? Uh, I'm imagining it's strawberry flavored or something. I don't know. Oh god! But I thought. As it's the 50th anniversary special, we should have. We should a, drink some absolute cat piss. We should drink a romantic high class. Could have got the wine glasses, you scumbag. Like only saw one of them. Has the other one been smashed? Oh, probably. Oh. Um, whilst like whilst <laughs> once he struggles opening the bottom. Do you know when we started this podcast, we would have a routine of really fancy, really delicious Rioja. We'd drink Rioja after the record. We'd eat chicken, and now 50 shows on. We're drinking Lambrini. Well, you know when you you know when you go to um, Iceland and you're looking at the really, really high uh, quality beverages, and then the pink Lambrini catches your eye, and you, you think, spill a bit on my table. That's going to dissolve the finishing. Yeah, that's that's going to go straight through the floor <laughs> and onto your new neighbours. <laughs> oh well, there god! There we go. 
Is it pink? It's definitely not pink. In any way, shape, or form. That is pure, sort of watered down apple tango. Yeah. Cheers, mate. There's a head on it. I'll tell you something, it's bloody good. Oh! No, no, it's not. No, no, it's <laughs> I was not. waiting for the recoil, didn't was... get it, and then it came. Then it, then it came. And then it came. Um, oh, God. What are we talking about on our 50th anniversary show, Adam? What do we have in store for our wonderful fans? <laughs> well, 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 well. We've obviously got the news, the Fortnite Sport Night as normal. Yep. Uh, we are going to discuss some of our favourite bits from the past. Mm hmm. Uh, and also, I chose, uh, I was given the word wall, a brick wall kind of thing, a wall, yeah, a, a wall, wall, Robert, a wall, a wall. <laughs> a wall. Uh, so I chose a film that I sort of knew about, but hadn't actually seen, and oh my god, oh my ruddy god, Rob. I've never, in the freaking 13 and a bit years that I've known you, I've never seen you more giddy whilst watching a film. With and bear in mind that the bear in mind that we're film watchers and we have a film podcast. This is the most ecstatic you've been watching a film. It's bloody brilliant. So it's uh, 2008's Doomsday. Mm. Uh, Scotland gets an evil virus and they have to quarantine and build rebuild Hadrian's Wall. 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 Robert. Yeah. Wall. Uh, and and it's the one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's got Mad Max. It's got Robin Hood. It's got uh, James Bond. It's got Aliens. It's got everything. Escape from New York. Really, Everywhere. really clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about that later. Uh, and we're gonna 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 just uh, the slam really has gone to my head. Good. Uh, this we're gonna slip in some old things. Hmm. Some old things. Some blasts from the past. Yeah. And then, to culminate the show, we have a big announcement. A bloody big announcement. We have a big announcement, <laughs> don't we, Brian Blessed? Yes, yes, we do. Reese uh, Allen Davis. What's your bloody name? John Reese Davis. John Reese Davis. Are we so giddy that we've been freaking annoying at the moment? Yeah, probably. Good, that's fine. That's the level that we want to be. <laughs> um, it's also very hot in here. It's very hot. There might be some heat stroke. It's very hot in here. This is, this is, we're going to maintain this. Just bear with us. <laughs> we're going to talk about facts and opinions and stuff as well. Facts. And we're going to be some film reviews from me and some game review Ooh. from Nicholas. Nice. Uh, so here's the first blast from the past. Cruising down the street in Mass 6-4. Oh, sorry. Did that start? Oh, this is Green Bucket with Adam and Roll. Learn about movies whilst we get in your job. There's TV and games and other stuff too. And we're gonna share all this with you. Get out of my factory, you little toad. You have one message. Message one. Hello, Stenbuckers. It's Total Armassan here. I just wanted to ask why you haven't talked more about Game of Thrones. It's the most successful television show of all time, and as the time Rod brings it up, Adam has to go and shut him up. Well, I just want you to know we're nominated for Emmys every year, the books are a hit, and the actors have all become superstars, and you won't even talk about it. So I just want to say, 
I'm blacklisting you, and you're never listening to NoFRSFM ever again. Thank you very much. Goodbye. So, 50 episodes. 50 episodes. I feel like probably learn a lot. Yep. In that time. Uh, so, initially, Screen Bucket was a radio show on North Arts FM at the time, before changing to North Arts Radio. Uh, it would, the idea was to have a show where we talk film, talk nonsense, do silly voices, uh, and play soundtracks in between. Yes. Uh, how was that? It was great. Um, we never went to a recording studio. We always recorded in here and uh, or in my old flat, and we managed to have surprisingly very good sound quality. Yeah, yeah. Give, Considering given, this is a USB mic that I found on Amazon. Given what we had, we did really well. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked the the system. You know, we write down, we we think of songs. Um, my favorite memories of any of the shows it normally revolved around halloween so october we always did the double hitter we'd have two halloween specials in october one of which would be a big improv attack um the the mansion with corvus and oh. the, the french spider the mansion episode of scream bucket yeah is the best thing we ever did yeah it was brilliant um it just kept getting weirder and weirder there was like <laughs> a uncle phil's house wasn't it yeah it's uncle we had to stay in my uncle phil doesn't exist uh in his mansion overnight to get his fortune yes but little did we know that uncle phil would dug up the necronomicon yes he has and summoned various spirits and demons to protect him yeah that was really good that was really fun and then um yeah then we killed santa didn't we killed santa in a christmas special yep. that was really really fun we saved him from a department store we saved him from a department store yep um yeah, then we killed him. And we got really drunk. We got really drunk, really, really, really drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I loved speaking to. De- we interviewed Derek Wheeler. That was another highlight. Hitchens, great historian, um, ghost extraordinaire, who doesn't believe in ghosts. Yes, uh, my nephew interviewed John the fisherman. Yes, of uh, the fisherman's friends from Port Isaac. Yeah, the real life fantastic. one. Who had such a wonderful voice. And a silky Cordish voice, and I suppose, and it was good keeping everyone updated about Quaggers. Really, that was a, thank you for sticking us on the journey of Quaggers because every every two weeks we we're like, oh god, something's gone wrong. Oh god, we've done this. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I remember the really when we did uh, Critters, mm. we did Critters one and two as our film to talk about, and that was the night before the first shoot. Mm. I'm very nervous. I'm very very nervous. Damn. So very nervous. Filmed that in my parents' house, which was uh, our base of operations for the shoot. Yes, I will always remember the colossal amount of equipment just littered around your living room and your other living room. And oh yeah, yeah. oh yes, two living rooms. Yeah, the highlight. Um, coming back and reporting from Horicon, which we sadly has been cancelled this year, but we've we've moved past it. We look forward to next year. Yeah. Well, speaking of Horicon, a uh, good connection with, with our film of choice to come up later. Oh, is that Sean Pertwee by we any bump- chance? Yes, we, yes, yes, actually, yes. Uh, we, we had a chat with Sean Pertwee, as discussed on the Horicon episode, uh, and he was talking about, we're talking about Neil Marshall, Dog Soldiers. Neil Marshall's director of Dog Soldiers and the film to discuss. And he was like, oh, I don't get it. Didn't get it at the time. Watched it again. Absolutely loved it. I understand it now. It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. we'll talk about that later but what, what did he see yeah, what was the what new was thing he saw thing? 
I loved doing the uh, the voicemails were a struggle. Yeah, but I did love the improvs. There was one where we you were a goblin. What was either goblin. I can't recall. The marmalade. Oh yes, that was that was a good one. <laughs> that was one of the best. Someone ones. stuck in a house with the marmalade goblin. No, he wanted. Um... She was uh, working in the shop. Right, and that was around Halloween, wasn't it? It must have been. Yeah. Well, it had horrors always slipped into our shows anyway? There was yeah. There was a lumberjack on the run from a evil witch. That um, did that ever go out? That was on the pilot, I think. I'd be happy if it didn't. <laughs> that was our first one. The worst one was our second, with the train in the tunnel. Oh my Didn't know god! What yeah, was going I think on. I blocked that out. Didn't know what was happening. Actually, my favourite one was the one I did with Nick. Sorry. Uh. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. F- off. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a evil plan to bomb a. Boring. Oh, it was oh so yeah. Good. There was a giant. They turned big. Oh, blah, it was so blah. good. Oh god. So, oh, everything so, was tipped So fun, So great. You could tell yeah. the weird study sorry. creative writing. Sorry, together. we've been doing. Sorry, so sorry, we've been doing this for two years. Tip Sorry, we've been doing this for two years, and you say you choose the freaking Nick one. As your favourite. Well. Sorry. Perhaps you should. Sorry for not being adequate. Perhaps you shouldn't run off every well, other well, bloody maybe month. Maybe you should get a life and go on holiday as well sometime. <laughs> you stupid game oh, reviews. So Shut good. up, Nick. So good. Shut up, Nick. Tip top. Freaking everyone's. We'd live you together. Go, <laughs> you go sit in your tower and you just sit with Nick in your freaking castle and you give each other your freaking uh, massages and you go and freaking sit and you, you, you kiss each other. Yeah? And I'll I'll go off, I'll go off, and I'll I'll do a story. Is everything okay, Rob? I'm fine. It's that Lambrini. It's over. The Lambrini. It's done. I'm 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 fine. Is everything is everything alright at home, Rob? No. You have one message. Message one. Hello, Bucket. It's John Rice Davies here. I'm here with my friend Brian Blessed. <laughs> Hello, I'm Brian Blessed. All right, you are. We were just wondering if you could promote our little mountain climb. We're about to climb a mountain. Together. I love mountains. You still love mountains. John, have you met my wolf? I haven't met your wolf. I will introduce him. you to my wolf. Oh, I don't <laughs> And then we can fight some locals and, you know, drink some alcohol. Oh, but you're not a dwarf anymore, are you, John? Oh, no, you know, I'm almost as tall as you are. You know, it's so good that we get on, John. Yes, I agree, I agree. Did oh, my... you hear of my classmate Patrick Stewart as keeps having arguments with Ian McKellen? Something about <sighs> a camembert. A camembert. A camembert. What a silly thing to have an argument about. Yes, a silly piece of cheese. Yes, a silly piece of cheese. Yes. Well, why don't we go back into that bar, eat the rest of that bear, and then we'll climb up that bleeding mountain. That bloody won't do it. <laughs> you know I once wrestled a bear? Give me a wrestled a bear. Was that your first wife or your second wife? <laughs> Wait, is that my friend Jordan? Oh, Jordan? Jordan's alive! Jordan's alive! Adam's Film Reviews Unhinged 2020. Come on, man. Go!
a courtesy tap is, young man? Sounds like this. It's light. It's friendly. I'm sure that's what your mom meant to do. No, it's not. Mom! Having a kind of a hard time lately. I'm sorry. Accept my apology? Just ignore him. Well, if you could just do the same, we could press reset. I don't have anything to apologize for. Can you go, please? Ma'am, are you okay? I'm pretty sure the guy in that truck's following me. He's road raging. Why don't you just chill, man? Go your own way. Marking my first foray back into the cinema since March, Unhinged is a new release for this year that managed to get an international release way before being released in the States, so yay COVID. Written by Kyle Ellsworth and directed by Derek Borte, Unhinged is a thriller-cum-car chase that stars Russell Crowe doing his best John Goodman impression and Karen Pistorius as a young mother justifiably freaking out in every other shot. The story opens on Rachel Hunter, played by Karen Pistorius, having what most people would call a really bad day. For Rachel though, it just seems like another day of the week. First she wakes up late, then she's reminded by her teenage son Kyle, played by Gabriel Bateman, that not only does she have a hair appointment with an extremely important client, but if she doesn't get going soon, he'll be late for school with an automatic detention. As Rachel rushes to get ready, we learn that she's recently been through a divorce, and that she now lives with a dead-eyed layabout brother Fred, played by Austin McKenzie, and his equally dead-eyed girlfriend, while Rachel and Fred's mother has been taken into care. Things are going... poorly. With Kyle bemoaning his automatic detention he'll get for being late, Rachel rushes the pair onto the highway to try and get Kyle to school on time. Her client, meanwhile, not happy with being fobbed off with a late Rachel again, calls to fire her, so you can add being unemployed to Rachel's ever-growing list of miseries. Visibly irritated and frustrated, Rachel is fuming to find in front of her a large car at the traffic lights not moving despite the light turning green. Without a second thought, Rachel pounds the car horn and overtakes the 4x4. As she turns the corner, however, she finds that the car has followed her, pulling alongside her car as the bearded man inside, played by Russell Crowe, signals for Kyle to wind down his window. With a softly spoken southern drool, the likes of which should be enough to make your skin crawl, the man, who is not trying to hide the blood on his shirt incidentally, apologises for zoning out at the traffic lights, but urges Rachel to apologise for her rude interactions with him. Rachel refuses. The man goes on to promise that he's going to show Rachel what a bad day really looks like. In a move that feels extremely sudden and jarring, Rachel's life turns upside down the moment she drops Kyle off at school. Stopping at a petrol station, she returns in horror to find that her mobile phone has been stolen and that the man himself is sat glaring behind the wheel of his car, right behind her. I've said before that the 1993 film Falling Down has always creeped me out, mostly for feeling a little bit too real. In many ways, Unhinged feels like Crow's angry wasp of a character is having his very own Falling Down day, into which Rachel blunders headfirst and redirects his whole plan to revolve around an upset frustrated single mother and ruin her life forever. 
attending appointments in Rachel's calendar, visiting her family home and demanding that Rachel name his next victims from her contact list. The unnamed man engages Rachel in a game of murderous chess, with the real highlight of the film being the unending paths of logic and racing around that both Rachel and the man do to stay on top of the situation. An endless what would I do now a scenario that is surprisingly effective at ramming the suspense and thrills home. But that's not to say this isn't a somewhat predictable film. Clunky expositional dialogue scattered throughout do too good a job at showing what's going to happen next. Borte's direction does a great job at keeping the pacing at a satisfyingly intense level, while Karen Pistorius's terror and bewilderment almost tops Crow's far too real horror. On the whole, not sure it's up to the task of convincing people to go back to the cinemas, but it's definitely a solid thriller well worth your time. Oh, oh, hello, hello, buenas noches, eh? <laughs> 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 Buenas noches. Welcome to Fortnite Schmort Night. Ryan Reynolds. Blah, blah. Don't die, because it's in there now. It's in there. It's in there. Driving it? No. Wait, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Hang on. Driving it? Ryan, I can't last two words. I nailed it. First, okay. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is set to start Ryan in Reynolds. everyday parenting tips. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is set to start in everyday parenting tips. <laughs> a monster comedy for Universal Pictures. The film will be based on a humorous short essay by Simon Rich, which was published in the New Yorker earlier in the year. The story focuses on a father giving advice about what to say when a child thinks a monster is under their bed, but in the world there actually is a monster uprising happening, unleashing creatures with names like Gorgog the Annihilator and Trafalgar the Eater of Souls. Well, is this done by Universal? Yeah. Like the proper Universal monster movie? Yeah. That sounds amazing. It sounds really good. And I don't I don't know if this was like a... Who sent this essay into the New Yorker, but he's just... Sounds like the monsters. He's just got a movie made. He's sent on a whim. He's sent in some... Ah, Ryan Reynolds is going to save us all. Yeah. Well, he always does. He gets an idea and he goes, Yeah. Let's yeah, do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Courtney Cox is officially back for the next Scream as hard-hitting, no-bullcrap reporter character Gail Webbers. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, the Friends... She's al- also out of money. She, Yeah, well, she'll... She, that Friends money, that Friends dollar. She must have made some big mistakes if she's ran out of money at this point. Friend, The Friends star is joined by David Arquette. Oh! Who is also coming back as Dewey. Production will commence on the... Say that again? Dewey. Okay. What did you think? Dewey? Production will commence on the Spyglass Media Group Paramount production in Wilmington, North Carolina. The film will be directed by Matt Bettinelli 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 Olfin. 
<laughs> Matt Bettinelli Ulfin and Tyler Gillay of the film. What? Oh, <laughs> Some of them have normal names. I get this every week doing the reviews. Oh. Every week. There was a director a couple of shows ago who was uh, by the wood. By the wood. Yeah, her surname was by the wood, and it, it just made me think I was doing a, a Bob Mortimer gag. By the wood. Yeah, by the wood. So, yeah, these guys have worked on Ready or Not, VHS, Murder Mystery, Amazing Spider-Man. So, yeah, they, they, you know. Uh, gotta say, Ready or Not is brilliant. Yeah. Ready or Not is, on the surface, a really sort of lame teenage date movie horror film. It's really good. And the ending's brilliant. I can't wait to see it. I still need to see it. I can't wait. Um, this I can't wait to talk about. Um, a first trailer has been released for Charlie Kaufman's upcoming unnerving Netflix movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm. Um, adapted from the book by Ian Reid, the movie stars Jesse Buckley. <sighs> Jesse Plemons. What? Jess- Are you okay? <laughs> no, because I thought you were going to laugh because I said Plemons. <laughs> What did you take me for? Okay, Jesse... I want some more Lambrini. <laughs> okay, yeah, go, go, crack on. Um, Jesse Plemons, uh, Tony Collette, who is magnificent, and uh, David, yes. David Foolis. Replacing awesome. Streaming with Laughing yeah. in this trailer. Um, Jesse Plemons, uh, we always... Uh, who, he always plays super creepy roles. Any Breaking Bad fans knows he's super creepy. In Breaking Bad, he was the scariest thing in it out of all these gangsters because he was just like monotonely emotionless and really polite and nice and yes he, and he just shoots a child what have, I, what have I seen him in yeah no he's really good at that uh, Jessie Buckley is one of my favourite actresses at the moment she's mm. amazing I think she's on like top you know 30 under 30 sort of charts oh yeah so she's definitely a hot hot talent and this is the kind of film where she can like unleash all of her acting credentials I mean it looks pretty um... well it's Charlie Kaufman it's got it's definitely got that being John Malkovich weirdness to it it's kind of like a time travel-y yeah, what's the thing with the time travel? So there's different errors. Um, they have a link to the, the parents that they don't... Even she has a link to the family. Oh, there's a weird thing. So, yeah, so her character is going to visit her boyfriend's parents. Yeah. But then she starts noticing stuff like there's a picture which is a, supposed to be a picture of him as a child, but it's her as a child. Yes. What the hell? It was, it was like She was like, that's me. And she's like, no, that's me. Whoa! Yeah. And no, the, yeah. The... I can't recall the last time I watched a trailer that freaked me out so much. Midsummer had a really good trailer, but the thing about this trailer, which really unnerved me, was the dog shaking. Oh, yeah. It didn't stop. They, they kept showing the dog shaking for ages to make it go, oh, that's a bit weird. And then they played on it's the trailer. a bit tra- lynchy. Yeah. David Lynchy. It is. Um, they played on the trailer with the shaking still happening. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, I didn't get unnerved, but I, I feel very excited. It looks like the best looking film of the year but then you know trailers and all that but yeah yeah no 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 it, it looks great um moving on um not uh not 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 so good <laughs> but maybe yes yes Sam Neill has expressed his joy of returning to the Jurassic Park franchise oh for god's sake hold on to your hats he tweeted getting Getting my old bone back on this week and facing <laughs> off dinosaurs once again. Best yet, excited and terrified. These things will kill you. With Laura Dern, Bryce Howard, Pratt, 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 Jeff Goldblum <laughs> and Colin Trevorrow 
I'm obviously a little more grizzled now. So yeah, Laura Dern has also been announced to come back. So they've got... So it's the Jurassic Park 3... It's Jurassic Reunion. Formula, yeah. Jurassic Reunion. Um, it's American Pie 4, but with dinosaurs. I actually forgot about Jurassic World, and I'm not interested. Um, the f- I don't want... <sighs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, that, that tonally... The first three films, I don't care what anyone says... Tonally, the first three films were perfect. I think I I, I need to rewatch Lost World because I haven't seen that in years. I, I flipping love it. But I absolutely love three. Yeah. Jurassic well, Park three is brilliant. It's sa- so silly. Save it because I am now going to engage you in another challenge um, to end off the 50th Fortnite Mortnite, unless we renamed it early on. Um, basically. Mm. Last week or the week before that, we uh, had a disagreement with Collider, where they ranked Alien. Oh yeah. In terms of greatness, they've done it for Jurassic Park. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Right. Another sip of You're gonna need it, mate. In fifth and last place, according to Collider, the worst Jurassic Park film is Jurassic Park Three. Get out. Wrong. So wrong. So wrong. Why? What made them say False that? False in every way. False in every way. Alan. 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 Wrong. No, like, no, sorry. What? So, no. They think that Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom is better <sighs> than Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Go and do one. No, that's dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. And they kind of fix it after that. Jurassic Park World, Jurassic World Fallen, Jurassic Park World, that's, that's what it should be called. Um, fourth place. Okay. Three, Jurassic World. Two, Lost World. One, Jurassic Park. Okay. So it all makes sense, except I would put Jurassic Park 3 in second place. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, but I don't know if Lost World... Lost World is definitely better than both of those two. But it's not movies. as good as 3. It's, it's, it's not. Okay. I really like it. It has two T-Rexes and a T-Rex goes crazy in San Francisco. What but more can three, you want? 3 has these... Amazing moments. Has amazing moments. That's the whole phone thing. The satellite phone is one of my favourite things of all time. It's brilliant. Uh, it's got it's got the pterodactyls, which are terrifying. Very scary. Very scary. It's yeah. got the Spinosaurus. It did the whole bigger, more interesting than the T Rex thing, from, they, which they, they ripped off in Jurassic World. They had character arcs, not even for the, the better characters. They had a whole morals oh, thing. Had with the, the blinky eye. Had the blinky eye. Blinky eye in yeah, the tube. Had the egg stealing, and then him. Blaming his like oh and the, his the compadre. and the talking As, yeah yeah and he says to his friend he send it says to his little guy he's training he says as far as I'm concerned you're no better than the people who built this place uh. and he's like oh my god it's yeah it's brilliant and uh, yeah uh, Collider you are freaking wrong again um, they always it's always the first entries wrong yeah they get it they get it completely wrong Glider. Um, so go and have a word with whoever made this article because Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom sucks the worst okay so concludes Fortnite Mortal you have one message message one g'day Sam Neal here I just watched the new dinosaur film uh, I wasn't happy about it uh, one of the dinosaurs Flaming smiled at me. I wasn't having that. So I uh, put together a new script. Uh, I thought you, you fellas might like to see it. It's set entirely on the plane. 
uh, and all the dinosaurs are talking to me. I knew you guys would like that, so I thought I'd uh, I'd send it over to the post here. Uh, hope to hear what you think of it. Uh, see you later. Nick's game reviews. After playing such a big, intense, and in this case, depressing game as The Last of Us Part 2, I always struggle to dive straight into another big game. So I'll often find myself flitting between multiple things, often online games or indie games or just generally smaller titles to fill the void until I've washed away the gaming hangover. As I do these reviews in my spare time, it will often leave me in the predicament of getting toward the release of the podcast and finding that there isn't one big game that I can talk for three to four minutes about. So, on this occasion, I'm going to come at you with some quick-fire reviews of four games I spent more than a couple of hours with over the last two weeks. Starting with The Order, 1886. Possibly the best-looking game on the PS4, still, and it is five years old. Possibly the best tech demo you'll ever get for how good games can look on the current generation. Very well-refined gameplay and an intriguing story, to a point. Such a great build-up for eight and a half hours, and then it just suddenly ends in the most uninteresting and predictable way. Overall, The Order 1886 is just mediocre, a void. Fallout 76. I avoided this online mess when it first launched because Fallout without NPCs was something I couldn't get my head around. With the release of Wastelanders, and it's on Game Pass so I don't have to pay anything extra for it, I figured I'd give it a go and see if it'd scratch that Fallout itch I'd forever live with. Turns out it still can't. It's aimless and overcomplicated, and to put it simply, it's just boring. A void. Grounded. I'm not a huge fan of survival games because I need something to keep me playing. I need a story in my games, it's the main thing I look for. And so dropping you in a world and giving you the goal to just survive the night always leaves me thinking, but why? What's the point? So when I heard Obsidian was making a survival game, with one of their exceptional stories, and it was basically Honey I Shrunk the Kids the video game, well, I jumped straight on that horse, and I'm so glad I did. Grounded is fun, intriguing, challenging and terrifying at times, and it looks incredible. It ticks every box and is great to play with friends or on your own. I highly recommend. Carrion. Possibly the most fun two hours I've had with a video game this year. Essentially this is The Thing the video game, but you're the thing. It's a fast-paced puzzle solver that has you crawling through a military base growing ever larger as you consume every human being around you. If I had one criticism, well, it harks back to that what I said about it being the most fun two hours. This game is four hours long, so is it slightly too long even at four hours? Yes because you're just doing the same thing over and over and after a couple of hours you know the gimmick wears out still i really do suggest you give it a go you have one message message one hi screen bucket it's christopher walken i've got this idea for a new film it's uh, about this spy who he can't stop 
dancing, it's his weapon of choice, but the thing is, every time he dances, there's this worm. Now, don't be shocked by the tone of my voice, because I'm just trying to help and come up with this idea for you. And if you are interested, why don't you hit me up and call me, uh, Christopher Walken, and uh, bye. You happy with that? Let me listen to it again. Oh, mademoiselle, would you like to have a film discussion? Oh, yes, monsieur. I would love to have an in-depth film discussion with you, like I do on screen, bucket. This is the end of the world! It was an epidemic unlike any other. Within days, millions were infected. Within weeks, they were forced together. Containment is our absolute priority. Blockade all bridges, streets, and rail links. And then left to die. But 25 years after the outbreak... It's the virus. It's back. Containment has failed. What the hell are we going to do? What we're about to show you is highly confidential. Survivors? Inside the hot zone. And if there are survivors, there must be a cure. You're going out there. If there's such a thing as hell on Earth, that's it. I know what we're looking for. If it's there, I'll find it. Take us in. Now. Once you're over that wall, there's no system, no rules, no backup. To find a cure... We're against the clock on this one. They must return to the world they left behind. How the hell are we supposed to find anything in this mess? So, last time I chose the word wall. 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 And I struggled at first. Wall. I was thinking, oh, Blackadder back and forth. That's still a bit on Hadrian's wall. You should have wally. Oh, damn. You're right. Wally. Yeah. Uh, I thought about that recent Great Wall of China film that was rubbish. Oh yeah, that was a pile Absolutely of, slated. Pile of dung. Uh, what else? Was, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, at one point, I seriously wondered if we could stretch 20 minutes out of Pink Floyd Another Brick in the Wall. Nice. The tr- the video with uh, Python. He's in it, isn't he? I can't recall. Uh, rubbish. Uh, but yeah, no, I ended up going, just googling, and ended up on Doomsday. Doomsday. A film I should have been more aware of. Yes, you really should have. 2008, Doomsday, written and directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, Oh my God, it's every one of my favourite films mashed together into one epic action-adventure. It's brilliant. Like like I said earlier, I I could tell you starting to jump up and down in your your bed, or giddy. (laughs) Rob! Why have I found this movie? Why has it been all my life? And it does tick all of your boxes. It's, um... It absolutely does. I, I, it was What was the first moment? Was it when the guy's hand got shot off and sprayed all the people with blood? It was, when, blood? It was when they were, she was on the ship at the start and they were establishing her character and she rolls the eye out to see oh, what's yeah. going on in the corridor. And then the guy's head gets blown off with a shotgun. His her partner's head. Oh gets my blown god, that was so good! The effects in this, practical effects mostly. Yeah, amazing. A lot of the blood's fake, but a lot of the practical. Effects, oh my god, it's amazing! The first time I tried, the influences. I think if you're aware of them, are really obvious. Oh god, they scream out of the screen. So straight away, Escape from New York, which I watched not so long ago, 
Uh, even the font is John Carpenter font. Yep. Some of the music is John Carpenter music. Uh, the the uh, the graphics when it details that Scotland's been walled off because of the quarantine is Escape from New York. The only thing missing is Jamie Lee Curtis doing the voiceover, the narration. The once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline, across the Harlem River, and down along the Brooklyn shoreline. It completely surrounds Manhattan Island. All bridges and waterways are mined. The airports, seaports, and borders were closed. Scotland was placed under quarantine. The people were ordered to stay in their homes, to avoid travel, avoid contact, to sit it out and wait for help. It did not come. Oh my god, it's so good, Rob. It's interesting because I think I watched it at the wrong time. I watched it as soon as it came out, and I remember the Mad Max elements, and I remember really liking it. But watching it back now, having grown my love of such pleasures as Mad Max and Escape from New York, it yeah. just doesn't stop giving to you as a fan <laughs> of those movies. It's like, um, you know when people say it's a love letter to those films and you think, Gah. it really is. Well, Neil Marshall, I think the reason I like him as a director so much is because I can see similarities with us. Mm. So we did Quaggers that was your Gremlins, Critters, Ghoulies mm. kind of mix. Neil Marshall does the same sort of thing. So Dog Soldiers, which is, our, which is one of my favourite films anyway, probably now bumped. Uh, I, was, I was going to ask you at the end. Uh, yeah, of the two, yeah. Dog Soldiers is brilliant. Yeah, but this is something but else. But this, I can get over it. I'm going to watch it again when we're done. Um, Dog Soldiers is Evil Dead. Mm. Loads of references to Evil Dead. Uh, even the ending, even the sort of general plot. Um, he's just someone who I think recycles and regurgitates these ideas and combines them with other stuff. So Evil Dead with British soldiers and werewolves. He does it in a way... Um... People accuse Tarantino of doing that in a kind of way that's a bit cheap. But the, um, and, and his, not to say that these films aren't cheap because they are. Like Dog Soldiers is cheap. <laughs> Dooms- that's why it's great. Doomsday is cheap, but it's kind of like shameless. It's kind of like, well, yeah, screw it. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah, you just can't help but enjoy it. So, uh, but that's, so it's just. But I'm thinking about Descent. What did the Descent come from? I have to watch it again. Well, I have to now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Doomsday. So we've got a main character. We've got a main character who is a army major. Uh, she's hard as nails. She's badass. Uh, but she's Snake Plissken. She's even got one eye. I think Snake Plissken was even a major in the US Army. She's a major in the British Army. Brilliant. Um, she's also apparently based on Max of Mad Max. She's got a troubled past. She gets stuff done. Yeah. And she, she wears black. No nonsense. She's ruthless. She uh, shrugs off the death of her compadre. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's uh, Rona Mitra pl- uh, playing Eden Sinclair. Uh, yeah. Orphaned by the virus that has overtaken the world, I assume, but especially Britain. Well, we're only told about Scotland, really. Mm. Uh, yeah, she was uh, the child of a Scottish woman who gave her to the soldiers to take off to get away from here, sacrificed herself. And they're obviously raised and trained to be a badass. Uh, we've also got <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Bob 
Hoskins. Lovely Bobo. A man in which you realise that he's in a film and you sit down and you go, ha, ah, yeah, yeah. hug me through this film, <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Thank you for having your face on camera. I love you. He's like, I always imagine Bob Hoskins as a, it's weird, but like a sort of granddad figure. He's always there and he's always kind of, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether that's just who very much a rabbit. He, no, but he's the same thing. He he has a very tropey role in that he's the um, nurturing, gruff, um, God damn it, you're going to get yourself killed one day kind of um, superior to her, isn't Yeah, he? but instead he's uh, a cockney layabout. God, yeah. Yeah, you see the bloody, bloody weather outside. Yeah. Rubbish. It's all very well packing people into their homes like so many million sardines. But you drop a killer virus into that mix, and this town is going to go tits up in no short order. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a uh, police chief, constable? Yeah, so the there's a big bureau room and the prime minister's involved and um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Scottish man who you can tell is very evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Straight off. Eden is selected along with a choice group of elite uh, soldiers to go back to Scotland as... I mean, this is an, it's somewhat inexplicable later in the movie and we'll explain when we get to it. Yeah. A, a survivor is spotted from a drone sighting or whatever. Above Glasgow, they see a human. They thought everyone had died due to the virus, which eats people's faces and bodies and kills them. Yeah, yeah. But there's a survivor. So they're going to send an elite team to go into Scotland and find the cure. Well, they've got a lead, haven't they? There's a, a Dr. Kane, played yeah. by Mac Medell, who they believe he may have found a cure. Mm. So they send them into Glasgow to try and find the last location. Yeah. Uh, so Along they, with Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee. Uh, a man. Other man. Other man. Lady. Yep. Lovely lady. Lovely lady. Man and man. Yes. Uh, and they go in and... it. So we've got the Escape from New York set up. Yes. You have to get in there. You have to go on the other side of the wall and get the thing. Here's your tracker. Uh, you need to get the cure. Get out again. If you don't get your cure, you might as well stay there and all that stuff. Um, you get sent in with a squad. And then it all turns into aliens, which isn't referenced on the Wikipedia page about this. It turns into aliens. They get in a massive military armoured APC and drive through Scotland. And, and they all start coming out. They're amazing scottish cyberpunks <laughs> well they they go into a hospital and while they're searching it suddenly they get rushed by mad max punk beasts of yeah. men um so instead of xenomorphs we've got scottish people yeah. <laughs> who are just mowed down by the uh, by the squad before they get overrun Talbot, get down now <laughs> oh my god it's a it just comes out of nowhere I mean, you still expect it, but it's yeah. so sudden, and it's so... That's why I got really excited. It was cheering. Yeah, that was, as soon as the first guy came running around the corner with a Mohica, you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So eventually, the squad gets separated. Sean Pertwee and Eden get captured. And that's when we meet the most charismatic bad guy I've ever seen. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, and his wife, who is... Never has a woman had so many face tattoos and been so amazingly gorgeous. I imagine she's supposed to be like a Boudicca. Yeah. Warrior, barbarian type. Who, um, who, what's the name of the guy who plays crazy? Uh, We've got Craig Conway as Sol. Sol is the, the leader of the survivors. 
Oh, he's in Dog Soldiers as well. Male yeah. camper. He's just, just gets ripped apart in the tent, doesn't he? Yeah. So Sol is this Mohican's um, madman. Very uh, Keith Flint vibe. Yeah, very Keith Flint. Even his mannerisms. And he's just cheering the scenery. This guy is loving every second of being a bad guy. And he's got beef with, with Kane. Kane still is alive somewhere. And now we get to the scene that might be one of the most enjoyable scenes I've ever seen. Which is interesting because we're introduced to Sol during a kind of interrogations, come torture scene where um, she he's punching Eden in the face to try and get information out of her. But then we get back to uh, Sean Pertwee's fate and then Sol rolls out to the big crowd of people. And that's when we're really introduced to how much of a freaking psycho he is. So Sol has a stage... With fire, flame, two women on poles dancing, a massive crowd of apocalypse survivors all covered in metal and Mohicans and axes and baseball bats with circular saws sticking out, all that good stuff. And he comes out to Adamant, uh, Dog Eat Dog. Yeah, all of these mean something. Adamant, Dog Eat Dog, Fine Young Cannibals, Good Things. Can oh yeah the can can we get a can can everyone f- can can with big Scottish men in kilts big burly Scottish men in kilts in this scene where it's just a bad guy loving it he- dancing singing smacking bums yeah it's so good ladies and gentlemen. in store for you medium f***ing Kane thought he could tell us what to do and we told Kane back to what we said earlier about uh, the drone inexplicably seeing one survivor there are literally thousands of maniacs running around like no one's business around Glasgow yeah. and they spot one person and go hmm there might be a, <laughs> maybe there's a survivor there's a whole community of maniacs it's weird it's weird that yeah it doesn't make any sense because surely they're just roaming about or do they all live underground a lot I don't know. A lot of it doesn't really make sense, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Need to, no. It doesn't matter at all. So, uh, Eden escapes. Um, sadly, lady dies. Mm. Boudicca lady dies. Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Too we soon. could have done with more of her. Uh, but Eden also saves a woman who promises that she can lead uh, Eden to Cain. Ooh. Mm. Um, this is another Mad Maxi thing. This is also where it goes a bit medieval goes a bit monty python and the holy grail really <laughs> uh so eden escapes meets up with the rest of her squad on a hogwarts train yep uh into the wilderness where they find a castle 
Yeah, they're they're take they're kidnapped. Well, they're kidnapped, aren't they? They're they're gonna fight the the knights. And there's the, someone says, "Oh, this is Kane's leading knight. He's really hard." This is lead executioner, and yeah. the a knight of knee appears. Yeah. Uh, they go back to a castle where, which is, so it was a museum. There's signs for the gift shop and emergency exit and stuff. But they've all turned medieval, Rob. Yeah, this this is so dumb. This, this is, is so weird. And this is this is and it annoyed. I hate that. I hate that crap anyway. As you know, the um, stupid music you found the other week. What's it called? Rob hates laughers and the idea of laughers. I don't. I but loves Lord of the Rings and he owns a sword. Look, so he's just as bad. I don't mind the cool stuff, but when the guys are wearing like the stupid floppy, yeah. fat. That, hats which sag to one that's side that's the thing it makes sense if you shelter in a museum it makes sense to wear the armor yeah it makes sense to use the swords but don't it doesn't make the, sense to wear a peasant don't robe. yeah a prancing minstrel or a peasant why would you wear that there's there's literally it's scotland there's gonna be hundreds of broken down well, primarchs you can just go in and get loads of t-shirts here's the thing malcolm mcdowell plays kane yeah this is kane's kingdom so he's probably told him to do it, hasn't he? Yeah, and this is the thing. He talks about... It's the classic Malcolm McDowell post-apocalypse story. Mm. Malcolm McDowell wants purity. Mm-hmm. He wants everyone to go back to where they were, be pure. He does that in Star Trek. He does that in Tank Girl. He does that in uh, Book of Eli. He does it in Fallout 3. This is him. This is just his role. I suppose you wonder if he phoned it in a bit. Uh, originally supposed to be Sean Connery. It's a shame. Um... Mm. Because Kane sort of, as he, as Soul said as well, they've been abandoned. They were waiting for the moment someone would come back. But in the meantime, they've just fostered their own empire. But, oh my God, the medieval bit. It's something That is my only complaint about Doomsday. It drags on. It's really weird. Cause, and then it kind of end, It has an ending there. In the medieval bit, which culminates in um, Eden having to fight with uh, the executioner. And then they make a dramatic escape, which is dumb because they can just do it. Because they have to find a secret hatch. And then these idiots, because they're only adorned with Tudor and medieval technology, (laughs) they're getting a bloody battering ram to try and open a metal door. Yeah, And it's like, well, this is the flaw in your system. They do it eventually. They do it eventually. But yeah, they they run back to this bunker that they found on their way to the castle, uh, sort of area fifty one of 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 endless crates, and they find an escape route using that. They find a way out. Yeah, won't say exactly what it is. Let's not spoil it. No. But the film culminates in a Mad Max two chase of epic proportions, and it's so good. And the music playing is perfect. Oh my god, I love Doomsday. Yep. And they have a they have a running joke of uh, of Soul's devastation of finding his lover decapitated, <laughs> and it becomes a r- bit of a running thing. It's yeah, it's um, it's absolutely incredible. It's a really enjoyable film, and I, what, I wish it did better. What I find interesting, be, bearing in mind that Mad Max Two was a film I watched on loop when I was a teenage, right? I recognised shots that Neil Marshall just lifted. Straight from Mad Max 2. Especially during the chase. The whole zooming in on the on the foot on the pedal, the you know, the gear change, even the shot when she knocks out a guy from behind when he's got a watch and he's seeing through her eye. Oh yeah. That was awesome. All this stuff. Uh, rip off. 
But it's like a montage of the best stuff ever. Yeah. Oh. And it's um, it's it's a shame he hasn't kept doing stuff like this in a way because most recently he did the latest Hellboy movie, which I haven't bothered to see, but I've heard very bad things about. But then again, people didn't like Doomsday. Yeah. Maybe it's a Marmite. Maybe Neil Marshall's a Marmite mm. man. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I've loved. Like, I know I love Dog Soldiers, and I know I love Doomsday. So, and I love uh, the Descent, but I'm gonna have to watch it again because I don't remember it. Mm. No, I say the same here. It's been a while. Uh, oh man, do this you, film. Do you think it ranks in the Holiday Media Hall of Fame? Does I it think it's it? top. I think it's top. I think it's the best thing we've watched. I'm struggling to think of a better film that we've watched. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. No, Lord of the Rings. Fellowship. No. <laughs> I knew he'd have to cross this bridge. <laughs> the Bridge of Kazakh Doom. Uh, the only thing that's really now genuinely annoying about Doomsday is we worked on a script ages ago that started being developed into a comic, but we're going to pick pick it back up at some point. And it's the same. It's the same. It's got the same technology. It's got the same bureau. I turned to Rob very early on and went, this is this is what I want. This is what I want like. to be. And then it just carried on getting better and yeah. better. But if Neil Marshall can teach us one thing from this movie, and I'm sure he can teach us many things, it's that there's no shame in doing stuff again. Oh, yeah. If someone's already done it you and you want to do it, do it. I often say this as advice to people, people who ask, person who asked. Uh, the thing that held us back for years was I always wanted to do something original. Mm. There's no such thing. That's chasing a golden goose. Yeah. Uh, you just need to do something. And eventually you'll find your voice. Yeah. So to to emulate, to take influences from, do it. Do it. Just do. Just make the thing you want to see. Make the thing you want to see. And then the the originality will squeeze out. It will squeeze mm. out of your rectum like a nice brown turd. The only thing I'm sad about with Doomsday is Sean Pert, we didn't get enough Cockney lines. He didn't get enough Cockney lines. And then his uh, ultimate act, his, um, his curtain call... He should have been throwing a couple more. Yeah, yeah. You bloody idiots. Blah, blah, I suppose blah. he didn't want to take away from the drama. No. You but savages. Yeah, he did get carried around yelling savages, which is, <laughs> um, which is all we can ask for, really. Oh, uh, mate. Doomsday. Uh, Brilliant well, film. Yeah, very glad. Yeah, very glad. It's a fantastic choice. I think it's my f- probably my favourite choice of yours this year. Green Bucket, Adam and Rob. Number, Adam. 
As this is the 50th Stream Bucket episode, I think some presents are in order. I think presents are good too. Do you, do you want to go first or should I? No, you should go first. I want to just emphasize that I forgot we agreed to do this. And at about three o'clock in the afternoon, while I was at work, Rob said, Oh, I bought a present. You better get to the antique shops. See, this this is what you did to me when I bought you the really crap Christmas presents. <laughs> so I'm glad it's the score is evened. I feel less guilty now. <clears throat> so I've got a non for it. But yeah, this, this, this is yours. Okay. I got you. Your very own Dr. X. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And uh, for, we have um, a Dr. X toy, which is our Christmas fairy. Um, oh my god! Which I've which I bought to the party from uh, my childhood. I think it was my brother's Doctor X. Um, but I wanted Adam to have his very own Doctor X. Of, of, he can of, of grip his own. things, and he can hold things with his big metal. He's arm. holding scissors. Yeah, it's um, it's wonderful. So now you have your own. I always wanted a. Was it Professor X? Doctor X, Professor X. Yeah, Professor X. I can't remember. This is a beefy one he's very muscular being as beefy as it i think he'll beat my one in a fight to be honest i think my one looks a bit more sneaky i think he'd rip his face off yeah he would also he looks like a punk yeah he's a bit bit doomsday he's a bit doomsday well 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 oh bugger (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good one um because i got this was the same price and to, in my defence, the only thing open, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be... the only thing open was W. H. Smith's. By the time I finished work, so I got you a latest copy of Little White Lies magazine. It's What's a that? Film magazine. It's a film. It's a film magazine. Oh, and the, there's a there's a thing. I'm so sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. You, you taught me through it. No, you taught me through it. Blood feast. Most of us would rather not know what goes into movie gore, but as Charles Bromesco learns, much of it could be served at your average picnic. Oh, so it tells you about a bit about uh, making things, making movies, uh, creating things? Oh, blood feast. How food is used by movie technicians to create screen nightmares. Yeah. Okay, no, that's a good gift. Given, given the time you had, that's very good. Oh, it's just eating chicken. It's all arty and stuff. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, no, well I, I can put that on my shelf and make it look sophisticated, make my, my room look sophisticated. As a description of food, for, as, a, as a trained chef, Rob, this might appeal. Is food from films look? Oh, the slamming salmon. Oh, I'm so sorry, Rob. It's, but far, it's a good gift. You did very well. I've also bought some Maltesers truffles. Nice. Which may have melted that's, into one. Yeah, that's all, one mega truffle. Can we have one now? Yes. Happy anniversary, babe. Adam's Film Reviews. Upgrade 2018. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you. Someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. 
May I point something out? In the drone surveillance footage. Sir Brantner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus, New Ground. We'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well thought out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. Oh my god, file this one under films Adam should definitely have seen before. Upgrade is a cyberpunk action thriller, though some would also say body horror, film written and directed by the Invisible Man and Saw series Lee Wannell and produced by Blumhouse Productions. Upgrade stars Logan Marshall Green, a South Carolina knockoff of Tom Hardy, as Grey Trace, a tactile mechanic who loves to do things the old fashioned way and Melanie Palaho as Asher, Grey's far more modern and on-trend wife with a big fancy job in robotics. Oh, this isn't a film about today. This is a world of mile-high automated buildings lapped by advanced drones that monitor everyone on ground level, from passers-by to those driving robotic cars. It's by no means a horrible world. Think iRobot rather than Dread or Blade Runner. Well, it isn't at first, anyway. While driving home in Asher's self-driven automated car, Asher and Grey are shocked to find the car has taken a wrong turn, and is no longer taking commands, and is about to crash. Dragged from the car's eventual wreckage, Grey and Asher are confronted by a group of masked men, who force Grey to the ground and force him to watch as Asher is taken aside and shot by the group's leader, Fisk, played by Benedict Hardy. Before he's able to do anything, Grey is shot in the neck and crippled from the neck down as the gang flee the scene. Three months later, and we find Grey incarcerated in his wheelchair, surrounded by robots doing his every wish and command, the thing he hated the most. Despite their best efforts, the police, and notably Detective Cortez, played by Betty Gabriel, have been unable to track down the men who attacked Grey and his late wife. After a failed suicide attempt, yeah, Things get pretty dark. Grey is approached by a former client and computer expert, Eron Keen, played by Harrison Gilbertson. Eron has been working on something called STEM, a computer chip with limitless potential. Promising Grey that the STEM can allow Grey to walk again, Eron gives one condition that no one is to be let in on the secret of STEM, until it can be fully announced. Sure enough, once STEM is installed, Grey is able to walk, but not only walk, run. He's mobile, agile, and stronger than before. Interestingly, he also picks up a new style of walking, like that of a computer game character. Instantly, if you've never experimented with the idea of walking around your empty home in the style of a video game character, you're really missing out. The only problem is, STEM doesn't just let Grey walk again. STEM can talk, and STEM has some interesting thoughts on who might be behind Ash's death. Soon, Grey is on the trail of his wife's killers, hunting them down one at a time as we begin to see the bigger picture behind the seemingly random attack. But as Stem's powers appear to grow ever stronger, the question becomes, who is really in control of Grey's body? Upgrade, honestly, is incredible. Moments that might feel slow are extremely quickly overshadowed by slick, crisp action sequences that are draw-droppingly well shot, while simultaneously make you pump your fists in excitement and wanting to throw up. The growing shadow of doom that sits in the background too absolutely shows why director Wannell did such an incredible job 
with The Invisible Man. The cinematography is also worth a shout out with some incredible and bizarre visuals shining a light on the inorganic feeling of the main character. This is only ever boosted by the incredible and jarring soundtrack by Jeb Palmer. Basically, I really love Upgrade. Line this up with a double bill with the guest and you're in for an incredible evening of high action, wonderfully over the top performances and some incredible music to boot. Now, hurry up and watch your Netflix so I can talk to you about that ending. You didn't know that I'm a ninja. <clears throat> While I am state of the art, I am not a ninja. Well, Adam, 50 long years of doing this podcast, 50 long and years. here we are. <coughs> yes. yes. Well, yeah. It's, it's been it, one hell of a ride. been a good journey. It has been a good journey. It's been... what? Well, so, apart from Doomsday, obviously, what was your favourite film we discussed? Um, I'm going to take Lord of the Rings out of the equation, because for me it's a different calibre. Um, what sort of terrible quote? Oh, shut your whole <laughs> mouth. Um, I am the same as you in that I find Children of Men, like, like absolutely, I don't know, I just I can't take my eyes off of it. Yeah, no, it's like that. It's, um, the story is quite straightforward, but the visuals are so good. And um, Clive Owen in it. The, he's so good as this reluctant oh. character who becomes... He's the perfect role. Yeah, he's yes, a role of a lifetime, I think, and he absolutely nailed it. Um, I, I feel like there's a, there's other really obvious ones that I'm missing. Um, but yeah, what about you? Um, well, Big Lebowski was good because it was the first time you saw it, so it's quite good. Yeah. You've said since that oh, you had seen I it. I had seen it, yeah, I had uh, seen it before, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a relatively recent release at one point. We did uh, Nightcrawler. That was good. Nightcrawler was good. Um, I wouldn't put it in the same level as Children Remember. It was very, it was good. Yeah, very enjoyable. Uh, Indiana Jones, obviously. Raiders. Oh yeah, because we had Raiders first, didn't we? Um, so now we've done isn't it. We did Temple of Doom this year. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a forgettable film. Uh, yeah, not as good on the um, on the second run through. Um, Scream. Sure, we haven't done. And on a razor head. Oh my god. We, we talked about doing a razor head for we've been talking I remember <laughs> us talking about it since very near the start. And if we're gonna do it, it will be the last time I watch it. I, I, I will watch <laughs> it one more time and then I'm not watching it again. We need to watch it if uh someone gets pregnant that we know. Hey, that reminds me of the time that you got pregnant. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Hey, um, Adam. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I've got really oh, my stomach's really aching. Yeah, why does it smell of vomit in the toilet? Oh, it's this morning, man. Morning? This morning? Did you? Yeah. So, what, what do you mean? You were you had sickness in the morning? Morning sickness. Mor- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just a little bit of sick. Oh, okay. And I got really into eating these olives dipped in petrol. I don't know what I just have these really bad cravings. Petrolives. Oh, okay. Um, I and remember when you had those mood swings? Wait, I'm late. Yeah. Oh, you imagine being back then? Yeah, God. Oh. What did you do with the baby? Oh. Do you remember when that gypsy woman knocked on your door? 
Yeah, so the thing about the Big Lebowski, well, I, which I love, is... Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Let I'll, me, st- I'll stop the... There's someone at the door. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Um, Do you want me to stop the record? Why? Well, because we're... we're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah you oh, can, I'll leave it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, Stay yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Uh, hello? Hello? It is me, Lavinia. Who are you? Why are you here? Rob, Rob. Oh, I... I she's come straight through. I don't... Oh, can you please... Uh, Hello. What, oh. I'm Lavinia's little Familia. Oh, there's, <laughs> Adam, there's two of them. I didn't realise... There's a... Give me those scissors back. There's a tall one and a dwarf. Would you like to buy some pegs? Oh, let me tell you your fortune. There is a something you engraved. Rob. You're in grave danger. Oh my god, it's taken my tax forms. <laughs> I got a tax form. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> you. F- uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's a good thing we did, I didn't good, stop recording because that was yeah. gold. That was absolute gold, yeah. Oh. What, a t- what a time that was. <laughs> Do you remember when we got kidnapped while we were recording, while we were in that car? Yeah, so um, this is a nice jark drive, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Oh, a bump! There was a bump. Oh, oh, there's another bump. What was it? Uh, Have you run over something? What? 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 Hang on. So someone in front of us didn't just wind the window down. Oh no, I don't think you should wind it, mate. uh, mate. Hello. Oh, hello. Who are you? I am the man who owns you now. What? Why do you own me? How come? You have trespassed in my land. What is it? Give me a warrant for this land. I am a cross-European bad man. You're a cross-European bad man? Why? So what do we have to do? You have to come with me now. Where are you taking us, bad man? (laughs) There's guys coming out around the back room. Yes. Oh, bugger. Yes. You are mine. You will drive in the place. I am singing my song. I'm oh, about Adam, he's a singing, he's a singing kidnapper. We better follow him. <laughs> we better go with him into his car. Oh, God. He's oh, no. pushed his potato peeler into my back. Oh, my God. He's peeling your back now, and it's all coming off. Ah, ah, buddy rings. Can I peel him too, Mr. Kidnapper? What are you talking about? Ah, uh, yeah, who's going to do it? Ah, uh, Adam, I'm peeling, I'm going to peel you all the way down to the bone. Yeah, that was um, weird. Why uh, did you want to peel me? Well, he was doing it, so I thought, and it looked really nice. That's called Stockholm Syndrome. Well, I sometimes I do suffer from Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Yeah, especially when I go to Sweden. Uh, 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 do you remember when we went to... Uh, Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, I do remember when we went. Do you remember what we did in Sheffield? Um, yeah, I got lost in an in- infinite time warp before we even got to the oh, hotel. God, and was left. Got about that. That's. I mean, this. That. Yeah. There was a rob on the street outside the corner shop. Yeah, uh, this is real. <laughs> um, when we went to Horicon in Sheffield last year, there was a weird 
man who was me. What was he waving a towel or something? He yeah, had like, was a he sleeping naked? bag. In a, in a sleeping bag. He had like. a sleeping bag or something, but he was me, and he was like waving or gestating. And only Rob could see him. Yeah, and he was me. So I don't know if there was that we're if we're actually still going driving to Sheffield in an infinite loop in another timeline. <laughs> well, there's, there's oh. always Horicon twenty twenty one. Oh yes. Uh, do you remember the time that I? Um, <laughs> Do you remember the time that I lost my thigh? You have one message. Message one. Screen bucket. This is Lord Emperor Palpatine. And though it is not confirmed that I will be returning to the Star Wars trilogy... I'm pretty certain Disney have resurrected me, and now I will fulfill my destiny, and uh, I I will fulfill my destiny. I'm basically there to bring them money. I now take my orders from a small black and white mouse. I have become the feeder of this relationship, but the best thing of all is. I won. Luke, with his little silly hair, is dead. Dead, dead, dead. This means only one thing. That Rise of the Skywalker is not about Anakin. It is not about Luke. It is clear that I am Emperor Palpatine Skywalker. Yes! They came to party. They came from outer space. <laughs> but for these unhappy campers... Just put this thing on. Things are about to get slimy. <laughs> if you go down to the woods today, you'd better keep an eye out for... <laughs> Quaggers. They're mean. They're insane. And they're everywhere. And they've got an appetite for naughty campers. Starring Jody Bennett, Bailey Pillbeam, Isabel Albert, and Blake Aiden. Quackers! They're everywhere. We are not going back in that tent. Watch it now at hollowdellmedia.vhx.tv Oh, that was the ruddy show, Rob. That was the show, and that was... was the bottle of Lambrini. The bottle of Lambrini. Literally, we're just on the end now, the last dregs. Mm. Mm. And our time is over. Yeah, Scream Bucket episode 50. The last Scream Bucket. We are no longer going to be making Screen Bucket. Screen Bucket is kaput. It's an X podcast. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's done. It's over. There's no more Screen Buckets. We thank you very much for sticking with us to the end. You are, as always, our rusty strumpets. Yes, indeed. 
But I guess if you really wanted, you could come back next time for the Hollowdale Media Podcast. The Hollowdale Media Podcast. Oh, we're rebranding. We're merging our properties. As you know, or may well know, or may not know at all, we are a film creative company called Hollowdale Media, and this is our show Screen Bucket. But now we will be the Hollowdale Media. Yes, so Screen Bucket was a product made for the radio show, the radio station. No more. We've chosen this week to be our last week of Screen Bucket because sod it. Let's uh, let's just combine our stuff. Let's have one Twitter account, not five. We're going to be coming to you with the new look. We're going to be coming to you with new stuff, new sounds, new sounds, new jingles, new jingles, new images, new everything. What's more, we're probably going to be picking up uh, streaming again. Long-term fans will know that me and Nick used to stream every week. Uh, we'll be picking that up again soon under the Horrodale Media brand. Uh, and we're going to be starting our film projects again as well. We are. Yeah officially leaking out of lockdown although we will obviously watch the news very closely yes we will you know but we 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 have uh we've we've taken our time to enjoy lockdown as slugs and now we (laughs) are metamorphosizing into beautiful slug moths we had a lot of plans this year after quaggers we did yeah we did uh, we did quaggers took a bit too long we wanted to get out there meet new people make new things and then lockdown. And it's yeah. not just us. Boo-hoo. Things could be worse. But, yes, new outlook. New things are going to happen. Even it has to be Rob in a nappy on the floor crying. That'll be a new project. Yep, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I was uh, thinking about nappies the other day. Really? Do you remember what they felt like? No. I think I do. I do remember. I do remember being in one of those uh, baby backpacks. Oh, do you? Yeah, and my everyone is like, no, don't, you're too young. But I do remember being right. on my dad's back, and it was cold, and I was ill, and it was sad, and I was crying. No, no, fair. Because I, I remember my... Well, this is I also horrible. remember being in a bouncy thing. Let's uh, have a bouncy thing in the doorway of the kitchen. I, I remember, remember being in a bouncy I thing. I remember baby memories too. So this is good. I'm glad, because some people can't remember stuff since they're like... They can't remember stuff up to like eight years old. Yeah, some people eight like years some. Old. Yeah, I've literally heard people say I can't remember anything before eight. That's trauma. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> oh, let's not end it on trauma. Good news, good news, everyone. Uh, good the, news, good news. The Horrodale Media Podcast. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows is really good. I've just caught up on it. Yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender, one of the greatest cartoons, uh, animes ever. Uh, uh, Clone Wars is brilliant. Yeah, it's all great. Uh, Rebels. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else have we talked about? Cinemas are open. Cinemas are open. Uh, it's a bit weird. But... A Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors is the best Nightmare on Elm Street so uh, far. Debatable. Yeah. Okay. Dream. So far, because I've only watched the first three. Okay, okay. I like number four, because it turns into Buffy. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, well, sod it. That's it, isn't it? That's everything. Okay, so you no longer need to follow us on Twitter at Screen underscore Bucket. You can just go straight to at Hollowdale Media. How exciting! On Twitter and Instagram. And if you do like what we do, uh, do follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollowdale I'll be able to Media. remember the, I'll be able to remember it now. It was the underscore always. Uh, <laughs> that's what always threw me uh, after 50 freaking episodes. Oh, and bloody watch Quaggers. 
bloody people. Watch Quaggers. It's on our website. Holodellmedia.vhx.tv. The link is on the website. It's cheaper to watch our wonderful film than the price of a cup of coffee. It's one thirtieth of the price of seeing Mulan. Yeah. And that wasn't in news. And it's a high... No. Do you know what? Screw Mulan. Screw <laughs> Mulan. Mulan can go to hell for all I care. A hell in a handbasket. Right. That's yeah. enough. Cheers. Bye.